When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the podcast that's now GSMR. Oh, God. <laughs> the little gay hairs on the back of my neck are standing up. That's ideal. That's the desired outcome. Okay. Of KSMR. Great. Great. That tingling you feel? Get it checked out. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Gass. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. I'm doing the whole episode and, like this. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> All right. This JK. Is, this has been fun. This is. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> a sentence I've never said before. Let's wrap it up. Right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, today we're talking about pageants. Today we're talking about pageants. And, uh, hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. Like, there, we have literal gay royalty coming. Ooh. Literal gay royalty. What's literal gay royalty mean? Yeah. So we're going to have Sable Jones St. James, who is the current reigning Miss Gay Virginia United States at large. And we're going to find out what that means. Ooh, exciting. Um, do we have to... Do we curtsy? I curtsy anyway, but do I have to deeper curtsy? Yeah. <laughs> do I, What's... Well, yeah. What are yeah. the obligations? I, pl- are- I plan on prostrating myself when she arrives until she like gives me that little hand signal that says it's okay to stand up. I plan on prostrating myself. <laughs> <laughs> Which just means I'm going to be fingering myself when she yeah. walks in. I mean, I mine's know. broken, so you have to take care of that That's for true. both of I, us. I, I'll, I'll do it twice. <laughs> I always do. Uh, but first, but first, our tour dates. Woo. One more quick reminder: we are going to be at the tree. One more? Okay, no, the two, at least two more. We are going to be at the Tree Fort Music Festival in Boise, Idaho, on Saturday, March 26th, 2022. That's like next week, y'all. Uh, at uh, we're we're performing at four p.m. Mountain Time there, right downtown Boise. Uh, you do not need tickets to the festival in order to attend. And uh, we're going to be uh, guests on. There are uh, other gay queer podcasts uh, the day before. So on Friday at six p.m., we are going to be uh, on Two Old Queens. Yeah. We're going to be on them. We're going to be we're going to be on top of them in a sex capade that this that might get us banned from performing the next day. Yeah. So come check it out, please. That'd be that would be that'd be super fun. And then uh, the very next weekend on Sunday, April the 3rd, we will be appearing at Hop Capital Brewing, now known as the Ridgewater Craft Culture Marketplace. Ridgewater Craft Culture Water Marketplace. Water. Yeah, but, but we're we're appearing there on Sunday, April the third at one p.m. Pacific time in Portland, Oregon. Come see us. It is our fifth birthday, our fifth anniversary extravaganza party fest, and uh, we're we've been planning. We have a bunch of announcements we're going to make as we usually do on um, our our anniversaries there, and you're going to be able to drink us. Yeah, our beer, our beer is coming out that day. Yeah, uh, it is a mango kiwi or kiwi mango kiwi mango blonde. Gayish anniversary beer, yeah. Uh, in conjunction with Hop Capital Brewing, it's going to be amazing, and we're going to try it on the air. And if it's I not it's amazing, gonna be mediocre. We're going <laughs> to <we're gonna laughs> that's fine. We're going to say it's amazing no matter what. Yeah, I'm that's sure. True. That's true. <laughs> uh, and then, as I as I sit in their chairs, looking into their faces, <laughs> now I've told them I don't like. They know. They yeah, know what's they know. up. They know. Uh, and then uh, we are wrapping up our little Pacific Northwest tour on Saturday. Nope, Sunday, April tenth. 
here in Seattle, Washington at the Hula Hula Karaoke Bar in the neighborhood of Capitol Hill. That is at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, we will end at 4 when it turns into a karaoke bar. So come come enjoy that. All three of those events are on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast. Please go and say if you're coming uh, to any and all of those. Uh, it helps us very much with planning and logistics. Yeah. Time for the news? The news. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News. 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 Um, news the first. In response to Florida's Don't Say Gay bill and the controversy around oh. Disney donating money, yeah. GLAD has said that they will now add a metric by which they measure media companies. They have a plan to start huh. grading film studios on their yearly political donations, public advocacy, and global LGBTQ plus content. So they already have the Studio Responsibility Index, and it looks at primarily just representation in movies. But uh, they are going to add, as part of their calculation for that uh, going forward, donations to anti-LGBTQ plus elected officials, political action committees, and candidates public advocacy efforts around pro-LGBTQ plus and anti-LGBTQ plus legislation, LGBTQ plus inclusive ads or public communications, especially outside of Pride Month, and actions mm-hmm. taken to support a studio's LGBTQ plus titles internationally. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so it covers the eight major film studios, which apparently are Lionsgate, Paramount, Sony, STX, United Artists, Universal, Warner Brothers, and Disney. I glad Glad's index to me has always seemed a little bit too lenient. Like there's so many companies that have a hundred and promote that. And this is a very good example. I, I like that they're doing this. I like that they're making it harder and your donations like Disney for anyone who's a no Disney has given money to people that are supporting this anti LGBT legislation, this shitty, terrible, horrible legislation for us. And when people called them on it, they were like, no, we're just going to make good films that promote a positive image and keep donating this money. And then people were like, wait, okay, even that, that's already shitty, much less the fact that you edit out LGBT representation internationally, like, because it does, because it damages, like... Yeah. We, we're not fooled by businesses. Businesses are making money, and the only reason they're pro-gay is because they figured out that it doesn't cost them money anymore. Like, this isn't... It's... Let's, let's be on board and happy when, like, companies do good things, but also their goal is to make money. That's literally their goal. Yep. So let's not pretend that it's anything else or right. that they're actually... They actually care or support it. They would change in a heartbeat if they, they lost all their money because of... Like they would switch to anti LGBT in a second yep. to, to make their money. Yep. You know? Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Glad President and CEO Sarah Kate Ellis said, quote, No company that chooses silence over allyship should receive high scores from LGBTQ plus organizations. While nearly 200 anti LGBTQ plus bills advance in states around the country, often targeting transgender youth. Corporations need to be held accountable for funding politicians that harm LGBTQ plus people, including their own employees, and for inaction on legislation that they can help defeat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, and especially how, given how companies tout their hundred score or their glad what recommended or workplace, whatever, we need to make sure we're handing out those hundreds to actual, like, did you actually do a hundred percent? Did you uh, end to end? Are you 
fully supportive and donating there's there's a i think a publicity problem of you can you talk and promote and it seems great and then you know give money to people who do shitty things and that can be either covered up or yeah yeah for sure absolutely absolutely um news the second yeah okay speaking of companies that like need to fucking get with their shit (laughs) the government of malaysia in which being gay is not chill (laughs) has launched an app on the google play store called hijra diri homosexuality that is a conversion therapy app for your phone what the fuck yep uh i don't have to go in for in-person sessions this is so much more convenient i can damage myself from (laughs) right from home i can destroy myself all alone (laughs) oh god yeah the the malaysia's government has launched a conversion therapy app to help lgbtq plus people quote return to nature and it is on google's platform according to its description on the app store it includes quote suggestions ideas explanations and interpretations to help users overcome the problem of homosexuality google play has rated it an e for everyone <gasps> suitable for all ages Are you fucking serious <laughs> wow yeah 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 um also so LGBTQ plus people in Malaysia face execution, torture, decades in prison for all of this. There are some concerns that the app collects a concerning level of data on the users and reports it oh, to the government. F- fuck. Uh, there's uh, uh, so many issues. I'm th- I didn't even think about that unattended. Like, even if you don't kill yourself or fuck up your entire life or get have inspire mental health issues now they have data on someone who downloaded this shit yep jesus Uh, idris ahmed the minister responsible for the department of islamic development which launched the app announced just last year that he had set up a task force to strengthen laws against lgbt plus people quote we need to strengthen existing laws as lgbt activists and icons are promoting a toxic lifestyle openly through social media do 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 yeah yeah it must be done in an effort to prevent the normalization of lgbt from becoming a culture in our society that can lead to the collapse of the family institution um he said in the middle of a large divorce from his third wife or what yeah 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 um yeah yeah quote uh, yeah so one one reviewer said, quote, I believe bigoted and hateful software such as this app has no place in the Google Play Store or anywhere online. And uh, another person asked, quote, why does an ebook need access to location, storage, camera, microphone? Oh. You guys trying to track gay people? <laughs> and um, yeah, it is it is it is absolutely horrific. Can gayish make a straight conversion app? Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be funny? Like if you fear that you may have s- straight attraction how do you like how do you change how do you fix that in yourself and yeah. we'll make an app to like make everyone a little gayish yeah absolutely i, I love this idea let's get on that okay yeah, yeah. i'm down <laughs> patreon we need your support <laughs> we need your support now more than ever in these troubling times have you met straight people it's a challenge we've all faced in our lives don't you wish you could not <laughs> oh god um, i remember there was like a 90s margaret show stand-up thing where she was like 
do you even know anyone straight anymore? Like, right. how, <laughs> how, sub, how subversive to be straight? Right. Yeah. So fun. And More, now, there's a, now there's a straight RuPaul queen. Or was. Yeah, it, wow. It I don't yeah. know. Yeah. She's still in there. Anyway, okay. Uh, news the last? Yeah. Uh, I figured I would save the best for last. Save the good one for last. So, uh, just this last week, Kyle... Javier Silva and Jaime Nazar uh, have become the first same-sex couple to marry legally in Chile. Ooh. Um, there was a civil ceremony in Santiago as the nation's marriage equality law, which was approved last year, came into effect. Oh, well, yeah. When, like, things get passed, there's, like, always this delay. So they, I don't know, change the form to husband and husband. There's always, I don't, I don't right. always understand the implementation period of this, that it takes a year to, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, change for sure. the forms or add a, the gay department in the marriage bureau office or whatever yeah. the fuck. Yeah. We just, we, we need, we need, we need Helen to retire and <laughs> hire her replacement so that, like, there was less bitching involved. And yeah. Then, like, yeah. Can... There were not enough floral shops. We need <laughs> <laughs> far more flower shops to support the demand. Uh, the two have been together for seven years and have two children. They had been in a civil union for three years, which um, civil union in Chile is it's like an everything but marriage mm. kind of an arrangement. Uh, but that included the right to legally adopt children. So they did. Uh, quote, being the first couple to get married in Chile for us is an honor, something mm. to be proud of. We did it. It's something we didn't think could happen. Now our children have the same rights as other families and they will be able to have, we hope, a better future that they will not be discriminated against for having two parents who love each other. And uh, their adorable children were at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a uniquely gay thing to be like, how long have you been married and have to be like, do you mean how long have we committed our lives to each other or how long has our marriage been recognized by the state? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. How long have you been married in your heart? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> in your anus. Um, yeah, that's it. Same sex couples in Chile. Welcome. Welcome to the, welcome to the marriage awfulness. Yeah. <laughs> No, you two can stop having sex. <laughs> That's the news. That's the news. Um, speaking of people I don't have sex with, I would like to thank the following <laughs> new Patreon member. Uh, we got one this week. So Trey, Trey Johnson. Do you know? That's Trey? a hot name. Okay. His last name is Johnson. That's convenient. Mike like Johnson's that? boring. That oh. makes you think of like, I don't know, like somebody in accounting. But <laughs> Trey Johnson, that's like... Yeah. Yeah. All right, Trey. What's up? Do you? I don't know. Do you know? Is this a relative of yours? I hope not, because otherwise th- things got weird real quick. Yeah. See I, our episode next week. It's gonna be. <laughs> um. Uh. Th- thank you so much. Thanks for signing up. Uh. The spotlight is yours. Everyone, say thanks to Trey. Thanks, Trey. Uh. You too can, if you time it out right, be the only person that I talk about for a minute or so uh if you go to patreon.com slash gayish podcast and tell everyone else to not let's do it uh pageants do you ready to talk about pageants yeah let's talk about pageants so sable uh, who's gonna be joining us later current reigning miss gay virginia united states at large been trying to get her on the show for a really long time so i'm super excited that this worked out like from a scheduling perspective but like there's this whole universe that i just don't understand this universe sure uh, uh, yeah yeah but the, uh, like pageantry mm-hmm. not just for straight people and like the jambonet ramses of the world who get <laughs> murdered but also like like queer people 
And, um, you know, the first time I ever saw her perform, I'll t- I'm sure we'll talk to her about this. The first time I ever saw her perform was at the Nubian Queen pageant mm-hmm. here in Seattle. And uh, so it's like, it's this weird intersection of like gay shit and drag, which is not not gay, and and pageantry. And um, I'm just super interested to learn more about it. I mean, the... Um... Uh, the Miss Gay competition doesn't mention drag at all on their site. And it's, that's interesting to me. I don't understand the difference between drag queens and they talk a lot about female impersonators. So I will be very interested to ask her about that and, and why. Yeah. But so. Well, and she's Miss Gay Virginia, United States at large. And, but is also a drag queen. Like she's on her way here from a drag brunch performance that she just did. So it's not. It's not not drag, but you're right. The pageants don't like pageant itself is they they don't promote themselves as being like like drag competitions because yeah. that's a different thing. Yeah. So yeah, like where's the where's the boundary there or whatever is. So stepping back, what's your? I also don't know very much, if at all, about this world. So like, what's your what's your perspective on pageants, or what's your kind of initial reaction or or feelings about pageants? Yeah. Okay. So like straight pageants like miss mm-hmm. universe and donald trump and all of the groping and <laughs> it just yeah. feels dirty and gross yeah. it's like hey s- straight dudes let's somehow couch your objectification of the female form in this legitimate sounding thing because we're helping them I, with college tuition or mm-hmm. I, I, it's the whole thing just feels really really gross mm-hmm. and the queer spin like I, I like there's parts of it that I like, right? Like like it's playing with gender, it's playing with the idea of visibility as being something laudable. Um it there is a talent portion to it that I think is really um admirable. Um so yeah, yeah, I don't I, I don't know. It's, but but like it's primarily a visual thing and pitting people visually against each other seems sort of maybe problematic. Mm-hmm. But also I've gone and it's fun and if it's not too sexualized that it's like it's exciting and and interesting and you see a lot of really cool shit and meet a lot of cool people so I yeah I don't know how about you do you have- I have the same thing I it's uh, it reminded me of the episode about rodeos I forget what episode we talked about or cowboys or whatever we did where it's like well if there's a straight version and uh, we things have gotten better with accepting or you know trans and and LGBT people into like existing pageants but like they're you know largely straight people and it's only just now that lgbt people are breaking in so like if there's a straight version i want there to be a gay version too like but do i agree with even the entire premise overall you know so that that was the same thing like there was a gay rodeo and it was like well i don't like the idea in general because of animals rights but right like yeah. But if we're going to have a straight one, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I have I have difficulty with the, like the visual part as much as we want to, as things say, uh, they're not just solely based on that. Even like, what was it? Miss Miss something was like, we don't do uh, physical appearance anymore. And it's like, oh, okay. You don't? Okay, sure. <laughs> sure. None of this is, let's all do it blind. You know, like th- right, that's yeah. not. So like, yeah, the visual part, I, I think there's a weird gendered part to this of, you know, Sable, like not not just even talking about, to Sable about like miss, like female impersonation kind of things, but there's like Mr. Gay, there's, there's uh, IML, International yeah. uh, Mr. Leather, and Miss Leather. There's like an interesting gender 
piece to this, even in the gay world that I'm like, not sure how I feel about or support or like, where do non-binary people fall into this? Like there's a lot of, a lot of discomfort I have with this entire thing. Um, that, that I also recognize, I think, I don't know. I'm not in this world. I don't know a lot about it. My judgments and opinions are based on just preconceived ideas. And I think honestly being gay helps me. I don't think, I don't think day-to-day Republicans do this check of like, Oh, this is based on not actual knowledge of the real information or real people. Let me check my assumptions and, and not just roll with that and, and rail against these institutions. Yeah. I think that's something that by being gay, I'm able to now think, I don't know a lot about this. Let me learn more. And that'll help me make a better informed decision instead of just bringing my preconceived ideas. Yeah. To be clear, because my preconceived ideas will be, are like, these suck. These are harmful. Why the fuck are we still doing this? Sure. Yeah. And I don't know if that's true. Yeah. 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 Ooh, it's going to be good. We'll see. Yeah, is that it? There, I mean, Mr. I, I looked up the, the like Mr. Gay world like winners recent winners and there's some body type variety but a lot of it is you know jacked speedo wearers yeah not yeah not all there's some people like uh, i saw a dude without a six-pack and i was like ooh, you mm-hmm. know but like mostly yeah so i don't know it's yeah i don't know yeah, this is this is the struggle we'll, we'll hopefully sable will help inform us <laughs> and help give us more insight to uh to better uh shape our opinions yeah Absolutely. So uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we will have Miss Gay Virginia, United States at large. I doubt you have to say that whole thing. I think we're you might be able her. to. Okay. You might be able to say just like Prince Harry yeah. or, you know, Miss Gay Virginia. Uh, can I Miss Gay Vusal, Virginia, United States at large Vusal. What's... I'm making a, a acronym out of it. Um, oh. <laughs> we're, but we're going to have Sable Jones, St. James with us when we come back from the break. And, uh, and, and uh, yeah, so stick around. We'll be right back. Let's stick around. Around. Why would I ever say that? Stay tuned after these messages from our sponsor. Actually, maybe. Or yeah. not. I don't know. <laughs> Let's Who take knows? a break. Bye. Goodbye. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? Are we back? Yeah, we're back. We're back. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> uh, we're here with Sable. Hi. We're here with gay royalty. My brothers in whiteness. <laughs> How we doing, y'all? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I haven't seen y'all in so long, and I'm so happy to see you again. We are here with the reigning Miss Gay Virginia United States at large, Sable Jones. That's Saint right, James. baby. <laughs> it's quite the time. I was saying, like, I think we can't. We just call you like Miss Virginia. But, but, but like when you, like, when you we... bring somebody on, you have to do like the full. Yeah, yeah like, but you were whole... saying it every single time like every time you said her name you didn't say that first and then abbreviate right. like which is like what i thought a human would do is that offensive if we start to abbreviate or do yeah because you gotta know about pageantry is gay united states is a pageant system there's also another one called us of a so if you abbreviate my title you're now talking about a whole different pageant system we can't do that okay Gotcha. So thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. I tried to do my homework at least <laughs> Ooh, a little bit. All right. Starting out from underground. Yeah. Digging up. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> we're, we're definitely going to talk about pageants in yes. just a little bit. But mm. first, if you don't mind, right before we came on the air, we were talking about like pronouns and how all of that ah, works. Yes. Can you can you can you basically just say what you said? When yeah. We were when, I, when I have lashes and hips on, I am a female. You will call me she, her. Uh-huh. If not, you're welcome to call me he, him. But it's always going to be Sable. 
Okay. Does that make sense to everybody? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, speaking of lashes, <laughs> they, are, they, are, they are intense, and I'm here mm-hmm. for it. <laughs> but if you look from the distance, gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where were you this morning? Yeah, I was at the Great American Casino for the Royal Flush Drag Brunch, hosted by Irene Dubois and Queen Andrew Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do that show weekly on Sunday afternoons. Uh, the crowd, it is a casino in Tequila, Washington, so it's not your typical Friday night, Saturday night queer space, if yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah. But they're always excited to be there, and the folks are there for a good time, and we provide that for them. I mean, it's a Seattle suburbs, and it's not a queer space. That's right. Like, what is, what is the crowd like? like? Well, you know the people who want to see a dinner show, or maybe they want to have a date night or something? Mm-hmm. Bachelorette parties is really popular at those kind of events. Uh-huh. Um, there's always a market for really cheap entertainment. So you have drag queens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I look expensive, though. My my aesthetic is, is pretty refined, I would say. But for the most part, drag queens are successful in those environments because people just want a tacky, fun time. Yeah. Yeah. So um, also wanted to ask you like about your background a little bit. But, mm. but, but first, do you think, because you're talking about straight people... Mm. Um, <laughs> Drag queens are like mainstream now. Yeah. yeah? Um, yes. So, like compared to back in the day anyway. Back in the day is a really offensive term. You just called me old. Oh. <laughs> which is fine. I could take it. Oh, I wear yeah. concealer. I think I'm older than you. <laughs> if you've been doing drag for longer than RuPaul's drag race has existed, yes. then you you have the experience. You're... I have been doing drag for seventeen years, uh-huh. even though I'm twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the womb, they yeah. were like, uh, "Where did she get that boa?" Like, She's wearing that. You're like John Benet Ramsey, but like much a, more alive. How does she get lactose embryo <laughs> in utero? I guess is what. Yeah, I yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Your stem cells sparkle. Oh, baby, they I, they actually do. There's not a coming out episode, but I didn't have a coming out story. That's a whole other talk show. But yeah, super gay from birth. You didn't have a coming out because just ev- just everyone like was like you yeah. don't need to say anything. I grew up in 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 the Black South where they knew she had some sugar in her tank from <laughs> early on. Uh, is it okay, to F- Florida. You're from Florida, yeah, yeah, Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, okay. Which is which is how we we met. We met through a, 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 oh. a, a dude you went to high school with. Yeah, um, he's a good one. Yeah. Okay, so is Florida where you got started in drag? Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. 2006. What's the 2006 Florida drag scene like? Take me through the... Uh, like... Southern drag in general. So you're talking Georgia, North Carolina, Virginia, Florida, Texas, the big one, is drag excellence. Okay. When you think about wonderful, exquisite, polished drag queens, typically you're talking about Southern queens. Okay. Uh, and Florida specifically is really big in pageantry. Mm-hmm. Pageantry is how you 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 get your foundation in the community. You win a title, you're booked at a nightclub. Because back home, you know we're only open Friday, Saturday nights, maybe a brunch. Mm-hmm. Here out west, every night of the week you can you can find a drag show. So in Florida, and to this day, you win a title, you're somebody, you're booked. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Earning your stripes, if you will. Is that does pageantry? So pageantry helps you earn some of those. It's a requirement. Kind, it's a requirement. Yeah, uh, because down there, U.S. of A., Gay United States, Entertainer of the Year, those those pageant systems started in or around the South United States, which that aesthetic of drag of rhinestones and hair and beautiful makeup and and jewelry comes from that world. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so you're gonna you're gonna have to take us through that. You mm. name you named three different systems. Is that what you just? I only named three out of at least. 20 large systems okay okay the big five though would be continental entertainer of the year gay america us of a 
glamorous gay United States. I can go on and sure, on. And sure, on. but those are some of the bigger ones that people strive for. B- bigger ones in in like drag queens or in the gay world or I, I'm yeah. also like I don't That's know it. anything about this so listen if you guys can't see this Kyle has these dreamy eyes <laughs> and when he asked me these questions I have to focus really hard okay as I was saying <laughs> there they are <laughs> we should get you some lashes like that Kyle. I like, would <laughs> love that yeah so when okay. you're talking about pageantry we're not talking about the queens who are working on Friday Saturday night in the shows mm-hmm. we're talking about people who are going to go on to represent all the people they competed against all the promoters all the contestants all the fans to be this face of an organization usually through philanthropic work throughout the year traveling a country spreading that brand whatever that message is for that system mm-hmm. that's separate from the nightclubs in the South, though, you have that title. You're likely running your own show, booking that show, traveling in the country when you're available. But it's different out West where it's a little bit more show business on this side of the country. You want to uh, have a lot of followers on Instagram. You want to have a huge fan base. You want to be the person that bar sees that can draw people to the, to the show. The show is most important on the West Coast. The title and who you are to the community is a little bit more important in the South United States where the pageantry reigns supreme. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so with with that many pageant systems, are they? Is there enough of them, and are they large enough that there's like niches? Like this one's known for this, this one's known for that, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think you you hit it right there, and that's why we have so many because uh-huh. pageant systems. Some of them are as new as five years. Other ones are as old as fifty some odd years. Miss Gay America is a good example of that. They've been around for a long time. Because they have a very distinct aesthetic and and brand that they've created. Continental is one of my favorite pageants in the entire world because you do get such a refinement, such a beautiful atmosphere of just polish and professionalism and talent in a night. And so, yeah, so every pageant system like EOI, Entertainer of the Year, they are known for their incredible talent production numbers, like larger than life. Um, The crane who just stepped down, Buffet incredible talented woman and she presents this beautiful ursula magical um what is it little mermaid talent right okay stage props the whole bit Thirty-eight thousand dancers the whole moment <laughs> yeah youtube her she's fabulous okay but that's what i'm talking about the different types of aesthetics for the systems what's the okay we're all gay here what's the shitty one tell it what's the worst <laughs> one what's the worst part about it and what do you hate about it <laughs> <laughs> miss county fair 22 i don't know what that is <laughs> um, fuck you miss county fair <laughs> no one likes you i would say the ones that are not so great are not here anymore hmm. right they're systems that have come and gone and they can't get contestants to compete for them that's usually a good indication that there's something wrong yeah yeah i'm a pageant queen you will never get me caught in saying something not very nice. Live. But Live. I'm a podcast host, so I have to try. <laughs> Testing those chops. Now, I'll get with these blue eyes. Careful. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so what do you think he's about... Big, he's a big old bottom. I heard that <laughs> Cue the music. This uh, boy is... Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> or that music. Oh, man. All right. It's about to get weird in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, Mike. You were at. No, I'm going to bring. What's you, our episode topic uh, about? <laughs> yeah, cu- your tiny butthole. <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> no, I do want to. I do want to bring us down with, with a kind of a serious question. Okay, yeah. I, I would imagine they also run the gamut in terms of like friendliness to people of color. Is that accurate? Um, being a black person, I don't know if you can see me, but I am <laughs> black. So you got to understand. Let's back up even further than that. Yeah. 
being black in America, you are going to assume that you always assume the worst of people first mm-hmm. until proven otherwise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? We're talking about queer culture. We know how problematic that is. If you go back a few episodes, we talked about that on the show. It is very real. But I will say, even being a resident of Seattle, if I was not an entertainer in Seattle, my experience in this city would be very different. Mm. So that answers your question. Drag has a way of crossing a lot of boundaries and borders and, and subsections of our community in a beautiful way. There's still lots of problems when it comes to that, when it comes to pageant systems and winners thereof and things like that. This is not a place where I'm going to name any of those pageant systems. Sure, sure, sure. sure. But they do certainly exist. Yeah. You can look at some of the formers of those systems and kind of see how those people look maybe similar or not, depending on you know what system you're looking at. Like you look at the past winners and they're all white. You're like, oh, okay, well. Kyle's not messing around. <laughs> well, let's, I just, <laughs> let's just get to it. And that, that's fucked up if, if every single winner is. Yeah. And that's not to say that the girls of color are not extremely talented and qualified mm-hmm. either. And so that's important to note. So, yes, what we're assuming, what we're not saying is exactly that happens mm-hmm. sometimes. And even in 2020, 2022. Yeah. Because I feel like we're still in 2019. Right. Yeah. In many Sorry. ways we are. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I also would like to ignore the past. So then. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I mean. Yeah. You're talking about even in, you know, the, the, the pageantry system. You're talking about it being in the South and yes. being judged on your physical appearance. All that seems set up to be really challenging. That's good. If we want to dive deep. So I'm a Miss Gay Virginia United States at large. That is a division. At large is a division for girls who are over 225 pounds. So plus or or what are some other terms that you used to use for big girl pageants? Like plus size, right? So there is Miss Gay United States, period. There's Miss Gay United States at large. There's Miss Gay United States icon. There's Mr. Gay United States. There's Mr. Gay United States at large. There's Mr. Gay United States MI, which is male illusionist for our drag king of the world. And then we have Femme Fatale, our biological, what we call AFAB performers or Femmes. Okay. Mm. What is is the icon one? Icon is one for the ladies who are over 35 years old. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Wow, they're really trying to put a really nice spin on saying like, you're big, you're old, you're like they I I I mean I pre I, they have to, yeah. but like how do you how do you feel about competing in the at large? All right. So it, it, if I'm a person since I am a stunningly gorgeous queen. <laughs> I'm still in this paint from brunch, y'all, and I look great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could easily go on to compete in Miss Gay United States mm-hmm. and do well. That's a thing, but you do have a little bit of a worry will you be judged the same way as the big girl in the what we call Small girl division, yeah. what we call it as a big girl's career. We don't like skinny bitches. <laughs> um, I could, I'm 37 years old, which means I could also go to compete for a gay United States icon. Yeah. Same thing. So I can pick and choose and cater to where we're going as far as the, the uh, divisions. Now, when you compete in that large, you're going to be competing against girls who are way more similar to you. So the playing field, it seems a bit more even. And the judges are less distracted by the differences. Mm-hmm. They can then focus on, well, they presented this well. If you have a, maybe a larger tummy, it won't be as distracting maybe if they were in a normal gay United States mm-hmm. division. Mm-hmm. I assume. Because that's assuming that all the judges are objective. Girl. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're speaking to one of my struggles. You know, pageantry, not just in the gay world yeah. or, or drag queens, just in general. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about it and also fear that it makes people feel like they have to look a certain way that it's based on appearance. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're not 
you're not contradicting that you're you're saying there's an entire different division that you feel represents you but also that there's a part of that that still feels shitty to me and uh, you you might be taking it in a different way than perhaps i am yeah. which is fine there are there are girls one of my can i drop a name drop another queen oh, yeah do it a, a recent transplant to seattle her name is the fabulous molten decadence mm-hmm. she's a former gay united states at large our reigning queen, Miss Gay United States, is Anastasia Nakwe. We call her Starzy. She was just, before Gay United States, she was the reigning Miss Black Continental at large, which means she was a bigger queen. Hmm. Now she's our Gay United States. Hmm. Right? So we can cross those those boundaries. If you're the best, you're the best. Hmm. That's just what it comes down to in a pageant. And important to note, not every drag queen is a pageant queen. Hmm. Right? Because it takes a certain level of thick skin and craziness to be a part of pageantry. And what we do is we are the professionals of the world. We are the seasoned girls who can hop on a microphone, travel the country. If you're two hours late for a show, get ready in 30 minutes and turn it out for the kids. Mm. That's what we are taught in our, in our world of drag. Our pageantry is to be those business queens, the faces of organization, make your sponsors proud, make your friends proud, your fans proud who are complete strangers to you across the country before a drag race. Mm. <laughs> mm. 17 years predates drag race yeah. yeah and there's a reason why gay america is on its uh 50th year this year they just crowned their 50th myth, myth gay america and she's a plus size queen oh yeah yeah so so then how, i guess then how do you feel about the kind of notion or idea that i have of its judgment based on weight appearance size physical things do you feel comfortable do you feel like if this is this is a, a good place for kind of body image or you know do you feel like it's there or body image well there are categories of course right so gay united states we do not have a swimsuit category for instance they got rid of that uh nine years ago mm-hmm. other patent systems do plus size divisions the icon division elite division have swimsuit which is directly about how you look mm-hmm. and a fucking bathing suit yeah yeah right <laughs> That's exactly what it is. You can't tell me anything different than that. <laughs> so gay United States, we don't have that. Um, but of course, you're, we have evening gown, right? If your evening gown is too large or it looks like it's, you know, maybe too small in the back or something like that, they're going to write that down on that score sheet and there'll likely be a deduction for that. Mm-hmm. So you have to go in to really think about who you are as an individual outside of all the pads and the makeup, what you want to present on stage, be your best, but also know you are, any pageant queen is, is, is gambling, no one knows they're going to win a pageant before they are judged, right? So there's seven panel of judges, five to seven. You're knowing you're going to sit in front of a panel of judges to what? Be judged. Mm-hmm. It's not for everybody. Um, I also know I have what I call the sable army here in Seattle. <laughs> if anybody came for me, I would just send a quick message on our Discord and they'll be dealt with. <laughs> by my army of twinks <laughs> sable's army of twinks it's a real thing okay okay <laughs> let's see how this goes i hate you send your army after us okay <laughs> fuck sable she's the worst boys check, check the discord for the address i'll be posting the address just after this episode <laughs> So happy for you to join us on our last episode of Games. <laughs> I'm so happy you picked this fight while we're at my house and she oh, knows my address, shit. you bitch. <laughs> You're just going to get empty poppers bottles thrown at your windows. Uh, okay. They right. will be empty. They're not going to waste them. <laughs> you huff hard enough. No bottle of poppers is empty around me. <laughs> uh, oh. Do I know? <laughs> 
so I I want to ask. Yeah. You are uh, Miss Gay Virginia. Yes. And I don't know if you knew this, but you don't live there. <laughs> Can you explain <laughs> to me how, how does that happen? How does that work? Um, in gay United States, there are what we call closed preliminaries. Okay. And also open preliminaries. So Virginia was happened to be a preliminary. It was an open state prelim. So I got on a plane. And I traveled to Roanoke, Virginia, where the pageant was held, uh-huh. and I and I qualified by winning, and now I qualify for nationals. Just so happens, I'm also reigning as Miss Gay Virginia via Seattle. So I'm very creative. I'm googling all the pride events happening in you know parts of Virginia, things like that. I'm traveling to Virginia in two weeks to make an appearance as Miss Gay Virginia United States at large uh-huh. in Virginia. I think it's really important to do that before the nationals because when I go to nationals in May, I have an interview first. The panel judges want to know who the queen is behind all the glamour on stage. So I need to make sure I'm letting them know how I reign and what I intend to do as a national queen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all, it's like Big Brother or Survivor. There is a social side to this thing as well as a beauty pageant side. Mm-hmm. I'm also extremely good at what I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Award-winning personality. In fact, I am the reigning People's Choice Award winner for Miss Congeniality, uh, which means I'm likable and I'll likely suck a dick. <laughs> Do those two depend on each other? That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, what what is a what is a typical question that you might get asked? Like, what's the how, how deep do these go? This is it gets, it gets. Oh, I love this podcast so much. I subscribe every single. You guys understand. I love this podcast. You oh, motherfuckers. Yeah, Twink Army, stand down. We love Sable. It's fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> Um, so the top five, usually the five contestants who are on stage left out of the pack of wolves, mm-hmm. they ask, there's an onstage question and answer. And one of my favorite questions is, what sets you apart from the other remaining finalists on this stage? Okay. Okay. That's not an opportunity to read the bitch who didn't <laughs> let you borrow a bobby pin backstage. That's not your time to do that. It is time to do talk about what you've done leading up to nationals. So I'll be talking about, actually... Nope, we're not going to say that because, girl. You don't want to give away your... They're listening. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. girls are listening to Mama Sable Bob. Maybe she's Mother Washington. Coming from Virginia to Seattle, they're confused. Um, if the but, other girls are listening, stand down. We already have our queen. You, we don't need to, that's we, you, don't, you don't need to participate. If I may, that is one of the... And I'm going to finish your question. So yeah, sure. those questions are usually... Who would decide the winner? Because by that point, the top five are usually within single digit numbers of each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. because they're excellent. They had a great interview. Their talent was entertaining. Uh, they're beautiful. Their hair is together. So that question and answer can really change first through fifth place. Yeah. We call it second runner up because we're polite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are the first loser, bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, but but what are those questions like? What how do you differentiate yourself? Like, what, what so, else are so they for asking? instance, um, another one they asked a lot of the girls, um, "Gay United States, how would you unite us?" And Ooh. you can take that answer a thousand different ways. You should have something in mind ahead of time, yeah. right? My answer would be something along the lines of, "I'm not afraid to hop on a plane and travel to other markets that I'm not a a, a, a member of." Entertain with my sisters within the system and get to know their towns. Yeah. It's not a requirement for anybody. But that's how you show unity in a community, mm-hmm. extending the olive branch, you know, making those connections. And that way, when you do become national, you're already prepared. You're not thrown to the wolves. Thinking back through like all of your live Q&A experiences, yes. 
was there a time that you just fucking knocked it out of the park? And I'm wondering, like, uh, what the subject was. I usually do well when they ask me to, you know, what sets you apart from other girls? Because I take the opportunity to really just explain to the judges that I have connections with everyone on this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I am Miss Congeniality for a very good reason. I am friends with usually everyone I'm competing against because we're we're hanging out, we're 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 chit chatting in our group chats, getting ready for the pageant. And I think a lot of the people, and this is not just pageantry in society, and especially in drag. A lot of people really, really, really respond to just me being an open person and loving being around them. Because just because I'm a bad bitch doesn't mean the person next to me is less than me. I just happen to know my own fantasy the best. I like my narrative much better. But, and that's what it's about. You don't, because the National Queen will eventually go to their towns. Those girls in the top five, you're going to go to that town and sell your next prelim to get another contestant involved in the next at your step down Hmm. so it's all about the networking from start to finish so you just want to tell those judges i am here to work it's a job interview for me (laughs) yes i'm wearing a three thousand dollar evening gown but i'm here for a job i heard y'all were hiring (laughs) for the next miss gay united states at large (laughs) and your your question answer is how you seal the deal you said something that it's interesting I know I'm a bad bitch. Yeah. Is not usually the person that I would select as going to win Miss Congeniality. Mm. And I, I think there's something really valuable that you're saying there that I, I'm like, help help me make that connection. Then how do you, knowing you're a bad bitch and saying that to people and, and being that confident in yourself, yeah. how do you also build those connections with other people? I say it like that because I'm on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 normal, my normal answer to that is yeah. be like, I know exactly what I'm bringing to this system and why this system and I will be a great connection for the next 365 days. Mm-hmm. AKA, I know I'm a bad bitch. You yeah. see how that works? Yeah. It's a pageant response. I'm a, that's yeah. how my brain is. I was taught by excellent queens in Jacksonville, Florida, who knew not just how to make great garments, but how to be an entertainer, how to be a person. If I'm showing up like in a, in a hoodie or in a shawl before the gig, making connections with people and not taking yourself so seriously where you're unattached yeah. or unavailable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just love there's a there's a both a level of confidence. Like you don't have to you can be confident and be friendly. These things That's are right. not mutually exclusive. And, right. and I think people assume that confidence equals fuck everyone else mm-hmm. or and and i think a little bit of that is the rupaul's drag race mentality right. of like the fourth wall is gone yeah, uh, yeah the fourth wall of drag is now gone and some people see that as a great thing others not so much the older queens of the scene who i grew up but they were you know in the scene for 20 years they probably would hate the new format of drag being so available to the fans and people knowing so much about them mm. me as you all know i met many people in seattle in a pandemic Mm-hmm. Not doing drag. So I met many people looking like, well, without the lashes. <laughs> <laughs> but I would always introduce myself as Sable to everyone I met because I knew this would eventually change and I'll be back on the stages again. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing huh. is we're letting that fourth wall, letting people in in a very new way yeah. because of RuPaul's Drag Race. That's a great benefit for it. However, the other side of it, these fucking gays. <laughs> <laughs> Faggots They're everywhere. They're all <laughs> experts. Yeah. They're experts of drag now. Have never put on a pump in their life. Mm. Pump is a shoe, people. <laughs> right? So now they're what, not when it does it. Not the penis version. <laughs> not what I. When Some I people use don't it need that, Kyle. I'm really <laughs> trying to work on you. I don't need a pump. So <laughs> I should. I put. I hide something behind the. T- I move something behind the table. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's where we're at. So when it comes to pageantry, it for me is still the upper echelon of drag. 
If you're ignoring the TV stars from RuPaul's Drag Race, the next tier girls who are the baddest bitches in the game are typically pageant queens. Mm-hmm. For that, all that well-roundedness, that that level of connection, that availability, looking stunning on stage, setting a standard of drag excellence comes from pageantry. Mm-hmm. You talk about uh, the, the the queens from the past. Do you have a shout out for like your biggest inspiration or oh, or the yeah. queen that gave you the most mentorship? Mm, there was there was a queen. In Jacksonville, her name is Alexis Gabrielle Sherrington. She, I was a 22-year-old gay boy with our friend who we have in common, Mm -hmm. watching her perform at our local club in the Metro in Jacksonville. She has now gone on to have such an illustrious, beautiful career just by being nothing but herself. She's grand. She's extra. She's the black queen of England. That's her aesthetic, and she means that shit. And that's, but everyone loves her. Yeah, some people have some opinions about her, but you cannot say her drag isn't cool. Talking to her, you will learn so much about all the things about female impersonation, which is what I call it. She is just that girl for me. And then, of course, my newer friends who've been doing it for a long time, Shay Shayla Reese of California. She is the mother gangster. That's what everyone calls her, mother gangster. She's like the mafia mother. She's an excellent queen. She's exactly straight up, tell you like it is, and she's going to always give you great drag. So those kind of people... Um, Shay Chalarese, Alexis Gabrielle Sherrington are just excellent examples of drag that has been going on for a long time and are still going because of what they've learned and how they are, are still accomplishing their goals. Mm. It's beautiful. You said something that's, you said what I call it, female impersonation. Oh, yeah. I noticed on the website for um, Miss Gay America that they they talk they don't say drag they see female impersonation. <clears throat> oh yeah, talk to me about that difference or why that's important. Oh, this is a touchy one because Gay America to this day, is a system that some people are not drawn to because of that specifically. So Because it doesn't oh talk baby. about drag? Trans women are not eligible to compete for Miss Gay America, huh. right? Because they identify as female. Hmm. Hmm. Gay America is a pageant, what I call for butch queens, so boy, people who go from boy to girl to have that transition. Um, so it's a little problematic, hmm. Um, people respect it, but we are now in a world where some of my trans sisters are the most amazing showgirls you would ever see in a show. Gorgeous, beautiful, lovely, just turn the party. So Gay America is a, ooh, that's a, that's a tough one because they do still have that kind of, we require this to be Miss Gay America. I, okay. He has research people. I mean... <laughs> I uh, that that is something I saw on the website. Mm-hmm. I I said uh, I I wrote down the male interview category validates the male persona oh. and the the kind of tagline even they had on the about us mm-hmm. is like where where boys are boys and female is you know our oh, presentation man. or something. It it did feel like I want to repeat I am competing for Miss Gay United States at large. <laughs> mm-hmm. Miss Gay America is a fine, long-running pageantry system. However, I am the current Miss Gay Virginia United States <laughs> at large of the Gay United States pageantry system, where we do not have those bylaws and strange slogans. Okay. 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 Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. <It's> a, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we explained the different divisions yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. MI, Femme Fatale, Icon at Large, Mr. At Large. So Gay United States does an excellent job of really just crossing the entire spectrum of getting everyone the opportunity to, be, to reign nationally. Our hashtag is Be National, Be United for a reason. And would trans and non-binary people be open to any of these categories? Uh, so yes, yes, okay. they would be. Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. What was your first pageant? <laughs> <laughs> My first pageant was a shit show. County fair. No, I got this county fair. <laughs> I I ran for uh, Miss Metro 2000, which is in Jacksonville, 2007 or 8. Mm-hmm. I did horribly. Mm-hmm. I was still very much a mall dots Charlotte Russe kind of drag shopper, had no custom garments. It was a mess. Mm-hmm. But that was a long time ago, mm-hmm. right? So now... I'm doing well, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I found gay in the United States because my 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 big sister from San Francisco, Mercedes Monroe, she went to gay in the United States in 2013 and won on her first try. Literal sister? We're talking drag like, sister. like drag sister, drag like sister. drag houses. Or drag something? sister. Mercedes okay. Monroe is a drag queen of San Francisco. Great. Okay, cool. Uh, oh, it's so cute. He was really confused <laughs> for a second. Just like I just told you my pronouns, but everybody you mm-hmm. come in contact with will call me she/her no matter what the mm-hmm. fuck I say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're adorable. Thank you. Large muscles too. It's good. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, so Mercedes, Mercedes Monroe is my direct inspiration for uh, gay United States. Mm-hmm. I will be competing in at large, of course, as I feel comfortable in that division. Uh, but the system itself represents a lot of great growth in the pageantry system. It's not so laced up. Um, it's not so you need to be this way or not. They're, they're true to the, their word about be national, be united. They mean that. They want everyone to have a shot to be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, JP. He's our national promoter. That's beautiful. So speaking about drag families, oh, I, have, yeah. I have seen other drag queens with, with St. James after their name on some oh. of the websites that I've seen. Are they, are, are they just, is that coincidental or do you have like, are you head of a family? Are you like a, a mafia Don? Is it? Mm. <laughs> A mafia is an Italian reference. I am black. Again, for listeners, you probably don't know this, but I am a medium brown. If I'm an NC45 at Mac, which means I'm brown as hell. Um, but St. James, yeah. So my St. James pedigree is that of the St. James of Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandfather, if you will, is Monty St. James. He's a male lead entertainer. My mother is the lovely Caress St. James in Spokane, Washington. Mm. You may have heard of Beyonce Black St. James. Mm. You may have heard of Diamond St. James, who entertains at Julius here in Seattle. Mm. So we have a lot of reach across the country. There are very few in Washington, but there's a hell of a lot in Atlanta. What's the importance of the St. James family to you? I think what St. James represents is really just drag excellence, people who care about their communities and where they live, not just getting in the gigs. And also that longevity of what it takes to keep a long career going. Mm-hmm. Kindness, community support, looking absolutely beautiful everywhere you go, and just really having to love with the people. Mm-hmm. Because without an audience, this is just some weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, yeah, if no one was watching you. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I have nine drag children, only four of whom are drag queens. The rest of them are either non-binary, they're not performers, or they're male entertainers. Hmm. One thing I always tell my children is that every single dollar bill you receive was because someone pulled it out of their pocket and thought you may deserve it. Maybe they want you to buy better drag. <laughs> or they really appreciate what you're doing. Because you have to understand, when we were, before I became Sable Jones St. James, I was just a little young, little gay boy, Jacksonville, Florida, watching these queens, thinking, oh my gosh, they mean everything to me. 
And now I get to be one of those queens and I know what that felt like before. Mm-hmm. So when I see the, the kids who are, you know, they're gig workers, they're working at the Starbucks or they may be working at Amazon or something. They're tipping you a dollar as a, as a, as a signal of something. It's a, it's a, not because here's a dollar because I think you deserve a dollar. It's a, I see you and I appreciate what you're doing for me. Whatever that might mean to them. I might be overthinking it, but I don't ever stop thinking about it. Yeah. Now, if you want to tip me in 20s, by all means, I have a passion to pay for. <laughs> okay? <laughs> but when it comes to that, that gesture of tipping a queen, especially from, I think, from the younger gays for me, yeah. it always means something. A lot of the kids call me Auntie Sable here in Washington and, and abroad because um, I think I've earned that moniker in a lot of different ways. Biggest question Do you have a Venmo If people want to tip you Oh can I say that Yeah Yeah. Venmo is at Sable Jones USA At S-A-B-L-E J-O-N-A-S USA We'll give you a chance To plug again later But Mm, you mm, You mm. brought up tipping And here we are (laughs) Yeah it's It's a beautiful art It's It's nice to get money But it's the gesture Behind why someone is tipping Especially for me The youth Mm -hmm. Yeah You're you're talking about People looking at Queens and personators pageantry all of, all of these systems yeah what, i mean what would you say i think a lot of people nowadays mm-hmm. would see rupaul's drag race as kind of the end goal and so oh. if they're looking up to people that that may be kind of the vision they have of it but what else would you say to any kind of kids or, or people that are interested and don't know what to do with that interest or excitement uh do you mean drag specifically or just artists Oh, uh, l- let's go drag. All but right. I, th- I think what you're saying applies to artists because mm-hmm. so I yes. But let's talk drag specifically. RuPaul's Drag Race is a phenomenon, a cultural phenomenon that has taken over mainstream media and what we think of each other. Everywhere you go now, the first question people are normally asking is, what are your pronouns? Mm-hmm. I think drag race has a lot to do with that, <laughs> especially those confessionals. And after that, maybe they recorded this, their season and they're coming out as trans and mm-hmm. saying, I'm nine binary or I'm a woman. Drag Race has done that to Nebraska living rooms, hmm. right? Hmm. So young performers who I see are probably learning how to do drag or getting interest of drag by watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Think about that. Hmm. On the show right now, there's a queen by the name of Georges. I think she's 22 years old, which means she just started doing drag two seasons ago, maybe three seasons ago. That's a lot of drag from television that she got inspired from. I, I, what are you doing? I'm burping, so oh. I'm being away from the mic oh. so it didn't pick it up. Oh, that's, a, that's, that's a weird bottom stretch. I've never seen that one before. <laughs> I've been bottom sp- stretching this whole time. You Hallelujah. can't see it. Cue the music. Say was going to do a gospel number. Look away, kids. Mama's got work to do. Yeah. But no, I, I feel um, when it comes to younger queens specifically, learning how to do learning of drag from something like a national, international TV show. It changes everything about what I even thought drag was when I was their age. Mm-hmm. Granted, that means there's a lot of fast tracks to what, what to drag fame. Kids requiring booking fees at clubs and they've been doing drag for nine months. Get out of my <laughs> fucking face. Mm-hmm. Um, but in some markets, they get those opportunities because it's no longer about how long you've been doing drag. It's about what are you bringing to the runway. Mm-hmm. All right, that's cool. I forgot the original question, but I think mm-hmm. we're... See, I would have failed question and answer. No, please keep <laughs> going. This, what may not work for question and answer is great for a podcast. Yeah. Keep interview, it, keep like interview section, I can ramble all I want. Question and answer, I got to be short, mm-hmm. succinct, mm-hmm. make people cry, make people laugh, and get off the stage. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I can do that. I'm good at that. Sounds like Kyle's bedroom. Hello, somebody. <laughs> get in, get out, move on. Make you laugh, make you cry. It is Sunday after all. He is always on his knees. <laughs> Someone recently was like, so what do you do? And I wanted yeah. to be like, we don't have to do this. I, I know you just came, but like, I we you can just, just, go. just put on your clothes. You know, like, wow. I don't want to do this with you. Wow. I hate when people like wipe themselves on my bed sheets. Oh. <laughs> what? Did I go too far? No. No. I, no, I'm surprised that people do that. Like, like, they don't ask for a towel? No. Well, you got to understand, Mama Sable's a real nasty bitch. Listen, <laughs> let me get close to the mic. Those in the King County area, please know, I'm a huge fan of nuggets. Small little... Thick little bottoms are my favorite. Oh, yeah. Especially on Tuesdays in between nail appointments. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing, but I'm dead ass serious, y'all. This is a reference to Sable Army. They'll be in the footnotes later. <laughs> How You're nasty? How nasty? Yeah. Huh? How nasty? Oh, these fucking blue eyes. <laughs> I, I have been known to, um, I, I like showers every now and then. <laughs> It's it's good for the soul. You mean uh, water flowing from the tap, or or maybe a bit more? Yeah. So uh, if you have variety. in my sable merchandise, you know I'm wearing a big old beautiful rhinestone yellow dress. Interesting. Next question. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so I, I didn't have I, this in my notes. Hold on, I, I didn't have this in my notes. I spent several years in San Francisco, where you know it's the home of Folsom Street Fair and Dury Alley. And I learned a lot about the things I liked and didn't like just by being a resident of San Francisco for 12 years. Sure. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. It's an education. Yeah, baby. <laughs> it's not just on a Folsom weekend either. Yeah. That's for the amateurs. <laughs> Folsom. All day, all, all year I, long. I remember that episode too. <laughs> Nasties. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so yeah. you, 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 you like the nuggets. Yeah, I do like them small. I'm curious do like do drag queens bang each other like is 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 mm. sexual stuff between pageant queens or drag queens is, is this is i'm so glad you asked that because <laughs> actually you, you know me more out of drag than in drag yeah you know that being a drag queen is not a sexual identity right it is more or less an occupation i'm an entertainer so that's one thing that even the gays have to get over this is all smoke and mirrors. I come out all this. I'm still very fucking cute. Mm-hmm. I'm actually a lovely furry black bear <laughs> with no chest hair. So it looks a little strange on a Tuesday <laughs> because I, you know, I'm in drag. But I'm still a me personally identify as a cisgender male, right? Out of drag, so it is not an issue if I'm hooking up with another drag queen. It's not like oh, I'm hooking up with another drag queen. I'm like no, no, no. They're just. That's their form of entertainment. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. mean, you. Say, but you say you're an entertainer in a profession, but you're also talking about the the family that that you are, are part of, and like it is more than ju- than just an entertainer, and it is more uh-huh. than a job, of course. You know? But we're talking about like yeah. Mike was talking about sexual relations. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I, I, there are plenty of queens who I work with a lot here in Seattle. Who are extremely attractive out of drag. Yeah, yeah. I would name drop, but I've already been in their DMs. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need that there. Yeah, like, like honestly, f- first of all, I- I'm of course drawn to extremely outgoing, extroverted people. Check. Mm. I'm extremely drawn to comfortable people in their own skin. Check. Mm. Uh, bottoms, double check. <laughs> Excellent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my God, I'm all those things except comfortable in my skin. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that booty. You should be. Uh, <laughs> great. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, we're coming up on time here pretty quick. Okay. So, uh, um, Kyle, Mike, what do you think? Um, Am I going to be the next gay United States at large? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. We have the power to do that. I think so, too. (laughs) Yes. Oh, for sure. I'll be the first queen in Seattle to bring that crown home. Really? Um, There are a few national title holders here, but this is one of those larger pageant systems. I'll be the first queen to do so Mm -hmm. if I were to win. You're absolutely going to do it. You deserve it. Thank you. You, uh, yeah, it's yours. I really enjoy what I do, and and I really enjoy the reach that I have nothing to do with entertainment or on stage, but I really enjoy the... The, the people, the kids telling me what my existence means for them, mm-hmm. my kids especially. It's really fun to be on the other side of what I grew up just really in love with. And to be on the side of my career right now is a it's an incredible experience I'm having right now. Yeah. So that means the most to me. Um, so, yeah. OK, Mike, how, how are you feeling about before? We talked about how we felt about pageants before. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about it now? Yeah, I was very surprised and I feel better about the fact that the pageant at least your pageant system Mm -hmm. is is differentiated and is is making an actual effort to be more inclusive and make it about more than just mere appearance although that's a component yeah let's not it's called a pageant system let's not forget let's not be naive here okay you better be fucking gorgeous your hair better be perfect you better not have a fucking wedgie (laughs) you know yeah but unless you want to win miss wedgie 2022. I think that's somewhere in Iowa, somewhere, if I'm not mistaken. Somewhere Some, in Iowa. Somebody get Cherry Peaks on the phone. She's, <laughs> she's Miss the Rainy Miss Gay Iowa United States at large. Somebody ask her about Miss Wedgie 2020 coming up. I think it's July. I think it's July. Cherry, is that right? <laughs> Excellent. Um, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel I feel better. Uh, I feel better about it than I did when we you know did the intro. So you. yeah, I I I think you talking about like there are certain people for which like. yes you are like you were still standing up there being judged Mm -hmm. and like that's one of those things where i'm like okay uh, my opinion of pageantry a lot of that is being informed by uh, my own i am very uncomfortable with that this would not be for me this would be the worst thing for me and my mental health and like that's okay that that is not at all for me for other people if it makes them if if they 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 are going into it knowingly, they know what they're doing. They know what they're competing for. I, I I'm really happy for that, and I think especially in the queer space, doing it and then helping promote equality, inclusion, right? Uh, helping people earn a living from this, supporting people doing having kids have things to look up to. There are a lot of things that that are that I think are really valuable mm-hmm. about it. And it's and and it is not for me. It is not going to be something I ever do. And, it, and it's important to know that pageants is just a means to an end. I got to win the beauty pageant so I can be Miss Gay United States at large and make that rank mean something to somebody. He's got to win the pageant first. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to be the same queen pageant winner or not that is here to inspire the kids. Be gorgeous, suck some dicks. This is just what I'm here for. But you got to win the pageant first. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Yeah, yeah. Especially the dicks part. Especially. <laughs> and if we can focus on one thing, hello somebody. It's sucking dick. Uh-oh. If we've taught you one thing this Jeez. episode, I'm so fired, Virginia. The governor's gonna call the JP promoter. He's gonna be like, "You're Miss Virginia at large over there on podcast." <laughs> oh, sorry, you were that Miss Virginia. Like I got a call from the governor. Yeah, and it's pissed off. Yeah, the governor made it through the cum episode. This is the one that's gonna put him over the top. <laughs> Girl. Uh, 
um yeah so, so like Sable, thank you so much for being here i love I, you really yeah appreciate it. i mean uh, you'll still be here in a hot second for gays and straightest but uh-huh. thank you for being here fabulous yeah first my pleasure yeah. it took us four years to do it but we got yeah it. we did it we got it <laughs> <laughs> um so should we take a break let's take a break let's take a break this is the part where mike and kyle take a break no, yeah. we have Taco Tuesdays every Tuesday with my 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 Sable Army somewhere in around that area, usually all the time. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Twinks don't eat tacos. <laughs> they eat my tacos, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Are we on right now? No. no. Okay, <laughs> we could. That'd be. been a cool soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you back? I mean, <laughs> okay, we're back. Yeah, we could be back. Um, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where can people find out more about you? Tip you? You're, you said you're yeah. very Plug it one more time. What's, so what's for us, you can find me to decide if you want to tip me. You can <laughs> find me on my Instagram at Sable Jones underscore St. James. If you type in the search bar Sable Jones St. James, I will be the first one to pop up because, again, I'm that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, humble. Patrick Queen. Um, <laughs> more importantly, though, uh, this May here in Seattle, May 5th, We'll be premiering a new show called Groove. It is Seattle's first POC production style Studio 54 extravaganza. Headlined by The Dreams, loosely based off of Dreamgirls, by Issa Mann, Macy Marks, and Rose. I will be the host of this experience along with superstar black queens. I didn't say POC. Hmm? (laughs) I said black. Hmm? Hmm? The whole cast, the tech crew, all black folk right here in Seattle. There's only nine black people here anyway. <laughs> so we're all together Got in a show. All the black people That's going to be on the first and third Thursdays at Julia's on Broadway. I cannot wait to see all of you there. You guys are going to be blown away by this production. We've been rehearsing now, and the show's not until May. Wow. So we're not messing around with this. That's fantastic. I'm super excited. I'm getting the boys tickets to opening night. They're going to have a great time. Yeah. And I was just saying, I, I live mere blocks away. So, uh, you know, maybe... If you're the right person, I'll take you home. Sable Army, please take note. The after party will be at Kyle's apartment. Check the Discord for the address. Disregard the last one we're going to go attack, Mike's apartment, though. Bring your own lube and poppers. I don't have enough for everyone. Okay. That's really good. important to know. We'll stop by Doghouse Leathers. Can I say that? Yes. Oh, please. This is not a sponsored comment. But if you would like to sponsor me, I do enjoy Jungle Juice Platinum. (laughs) Okay. Oh, man. Um, well, on that note, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We, we are at Jungle Juice Platinum. <laughs> hey! We're at Only his- the finest for the Mr. Gay Virginia United States at large. <laughs> Your nose deserves a treat. <laughs> that, um, uh, uh, at Gayish Podcast on social media. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails. It's 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. We are on uh, Spaces, the new app we mentioned. Yeah. So Hornet uh, Spaces. So I, I'm there because they're only on iPhone. So so you can chat with me there if you want to. Uh, really quick, our tour dates. We will be at the Tree Fort Music Festival in Boise, Idaho on Saturday, March the 26th at 4 p.m. Mountain Time. We will then the very next weekend, April 3rd, that's a Sunday, be at Hop Capital Brewing or, uh, damn it. Ridgewater. Ridgewater. Uh, yeah. Something, something. Yeah. That is at 1 p.m. Pacific time in Portland, Oregon. And then we are ending our little tour here in Seattle with a live show on April the 10th. Again, a Sunday at 2 p.m. at the Hula Hula Karaoke Bar right here in the neighborhood in Capitol Hill. 
On our Portland 5th anniversary Portland show, uh, we are going to celebrate with a lot of cool things, one of which is going to be a contest. We're doing a contest. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about our contest? Sure. We want you to fuck up my song. Well, (laughs) (laughs) no. (laughs) Sure. Let now the long version. (laughs) We we are announcing a contest to have people write their own lyrics to our theme song. Um, Inspired by... Folks in Discord started like writing and sent us some like real cute like r- redoing the the song. Thank you for this idea. I would give you credit if I cared to look you up. That's a lot of them. Anyway, sure. yeah. Thank you, but thank you for the idea. Yep, uh, we need those in by April the first. That's a Friday. Friday, April first. And uh, we'll go through and we'll pick a winner. And uh, the the idea that Kyle and I like the best is going to get some free merch. We might send you some of that beer if that's legal. We don't know yet. We're going to look into it. Sable will probably suck your dick. Sable Sable will uh, reward every contest we now announce. Sable will suck your dick. Um, And on one of the future episodes, Mike will record and sing it. And that will be the intro for one of our future episodes. So can people send in both text and audio? Yeah. Okay. Text or audio. So if you are a singer... Do it. That's going to add something. Uh, we're talking about pageantry. Put a little sparkle on it. Or if yeah, you want to send it, any bitch, text, right? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we have one episode about this, and we're like, <laughs> sell, it, it. sell it. Yeah, um, um, but yeah, on our fifth anniversary, we have a lot of announcements, a lot of exciting things, uh, and announcing the winner of this contest uh, is going to be one of the many things that we uh, that we do there live in Portland. Damn, Skippy. Damn, Skippy, Portland. indeed. Uh, Portland. Time for a gay straightest. Yeah. Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Okay. The, uh, the the straightest thing about me this week was uh, I, last night I went and saw, uh, well, yesterday afternoon, went and saw The Batman. Mm-hmm. And there's just mm-hmm. something about sitting through a superhero movie when there's like all of these fucking explosions and like f- like fighting and like mm-hmm. a, there was a, a race, a street, a race through the streets of Gotham. Yeah. It just felt so broy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Is it? Who's who's the female lead in that? Never mind. We you don't look she it up. That's not it. This is not important. Keep going. Okay. Why are you opening grinder, Mike? Uh, well, you know, <laughs> um, the uh, Mike offers the free reward of sucking your dick all the time. Mm. <laughs> you Zo- don't have to win a contest for Zoe that. Zoe Kravitz is her name. Oh, Zoe. Kr- oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say my straightest could be changed to my sexual, uh, unknowing sexual attraction to Zoe Kravitz. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, the gayest thing about me this week was yesterday I was having coffee with a friend and we were just sitting at like outdoor sitting seating in front of the cafe. And uh, I don't know if you know that this happens in Seattle, but it's a thing. 50 degrees shirts off guy is a person like that's a persona um, here. Mm-hmm. And it was sunny and it was over over 50 degrees. Anyway, Brosif comes around the corner shirtless and walks by and I just lost all ability to speak. To the, like the poor person I was with. I was like, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to repeat everything you just said. <laughs> wow. um, that's so relatable. Yeah, yeah. And, but like it was it was not shirtless weather yesterday. It was very nice, but it, was it wasn't nice. like, mm-hmm. you know, I just. Yeah. Anyway, that's the gay thing about me. Shirtlessness being a distraction in every way. (laughs) Kyle. My gayest is I thought at first they were they're redoing uh, the HOA is like redoing everything in my condo and the carpets. I thought they were I thought it was padding. But the longer it goes without them putting something better on top of it, I'm really worried that what they have down is the permanent carpeting of like because it's (laughs) so ugly. It's it's I was I, I just assumed it was some kind of 
under carpet padding because it's so fucking ugly. So clearly they did not consult with anyone gay before putting in this ugly ass carpet. Mm-hmm. Um, my straightest is I have somehow become dad sneeze guy. Dad sneeze guy? When I sneeze, I don't know when I went from polite, unobtrusive to like, like my sneezes hurt a little bit. Me and everyone around me. And I I, that's like, that's, that's a distinctly, there's a dad sneeze thing that I don't know why I'm doing Mm -hmm. now, but yeah. yeah. All right. Daddy. I not uh i think a i think a daddy sneeze is just jizzing on someone like i don't think, <laughs> yeah. I think that's a different that this is a dad sneeze i think that might be one of those kinks you talked about before we're gonna leave that alone this yeah. is gonna be our next up ep- yeah. check out our next episode for, for daddy sneezes uh <laughs> sable how about you what's your gayest history all right so i have a full set of nails on yeah. right mm-hmm. And usually the people close to me know that I have a very strict schedule when it comes to what I'm doing with nails or without. Hmm. Gayest this week was I definitely fucked this bro. I mean, these nails are on his back. I was like, yes, sis, this ass is wonderful. Gayest. (laughs) Straightest, however, was I had to change my own tire the other oh, day oh. with set nails because there's like I had this air bubble in my tire yeah. right I'm like okay I have a spare whatever I can't quite afford a new tire right now so I fucking YouTube the instructions on how to do this <laughs> in my parking garage in my building and change my own tire very proud didn't even break a single nail good work thank you she can uh, fix her tire she can fix your in- internal organs <laughs> whatever whatever you Baby, need gay ass. and the thing was he was here for it I'm yeah. like, I love Seattle gays. <laughs> mm. What's his name? Who is he? What's his? Where did he live? <laughs> his name is. Ho- no, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> um, I would like to uh, uh, buy a little bit of time while I remember the names of the people. Mike, do you have anyone you'd like to thank this episode? Real quick. <laughs> Sable Jones, St. James, thank you again so much for being here. More, give me more, and, give me, give me more. Being literal gay royalty. In our presence. Wow. And, uh, it's hard for me to accept that because I, I just know you guys personally. So <laughs> um, it is, again, it's never lost on me, though. It really isn't. I know I joke a lot and I will still suck dicks. But <laughs> being where I'm in my life right now is extremely special to me, especially because, I again, I remember being that 24-year-old kid. And now they have these 24-year-old kids who usually irritate me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me all that. It's it's really, really lovely, which means I'm doing something right. Yeah. And even maybe Miss Gay United States at large. Yeah. Fingers crossed. We will definitely update everybody, Woo! too. There'll be a live viewing party at one of my boys' house when I'm in Virginia. They're gonna be, I'll be Facebook Live or whatever, and they'll have it on their screen. Yeah. yeah, you'll have to let us know, and we'll, we'll yeah. post our shit. And, maybe we'll get and one of the bars to do like a little viewing yeah. party. Oh. That'd be sickening, wouldn't it? Let, yeah. let your army of twinks know. Yeah. No, like I mean, I know all the... All the people who have shows in the city, I might be able to arrange something like yeah. that. That'd be kind of cool. That would be a blast. Yeah. Uh, when is it? Do you know the, the exact date? Yeah, May nineteenth to the twenty second. Coming up. So there's a prelim night, and then there's a final night. Yeah. We will be rooting for you. Thank and you. So you already much. won in our hearts. You know what? I agree. <laughs> <And> <laughs> <laughs> the other people who have already won in my hearts are the people that are giving us money. So thank you to the Supercat Bridges, Josh Copeland, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin, Anonymous, Fa- Fabulous Anonymous, uh, James Barrow, Explosive Lasagna, Christopher Farrell, James, Jamie Pugh, Kevin Henderson, Tipsy McStumbles, Donna Linsky, Thomas B., Dusty Sands, A.E. Coleman, Chris Cacciatorian, Jerome York, and CN and Javi. That is it. Wow. This has been Gayish from the Chris Cacciatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. 
See you next week. See you next week. It's a fun one. <laughs> <laughs>